You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. NFL Players Lounge. Happy game day, everybody. It's Tennessee. It's Vanderbilt. Tennessee trying to finish off the regular season. Can you believe it? The regular season is going to be over here at the end of tonight. It's just kind of wild to think about how fast the season goes. But Tennessee trying to get back off the mat and finish off the regular season the right way. Of course, after falling to uh, South Carolina and Columbia 63-38 to last Saturday. But a lot to play for. 10-win season. You've got, um, of course, a, a trip to a New Year's Six Bowl game potentially on the line, likely on the line. And, of course, it's Vanderbilt. In-state foe, you always want to take down um, what Tennessee fans refer to as the little brother. So it's Tennessee and Vanderbilt. That's coming up tonight, 7.30 Eastern time. It'll be on the SEC Network, and you can follow me and uh, all of our VolQuest staff at VolQuest underscore on three. And uh, check out the General's Quarters. We'll be in there hanging out all throughout the game. But this is the VFL Players Lounge brought to you by the Volunteer Club. It's powered by Spire Sports, where we talk to a pair of VFLs every single game day and making his third appearance on the VFL Players Lounge here this week. Todd Kelly, what's up, brother? Oh, nothing much. Just uh, ready for a Vol win tonight. We need one. <laughs> no joke, man. Yeah, need, need to bounce back in a big way. So joining TK is a fellow defensive back. Malik Foreman, first time on the show. Malik, what's up, man? What's up, man? How you doing? Good to see you. Good to see you. Today. Doing well. Appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you for joining us. So, I, let's just you know, let's not bury the lead here. Malik, let's start with you. You're the new guy on the show. Tennessee, obviously, it wasn't a great, wasn't a great day last week. Uh, you know, going down to Columbia, dropping an egg. Uh, we know what that means for playoff hopes and all that type of stuff. How do you respond? How do you get off the mat and come back and win a game that you're supposed to win, just like you were supposed to do last week? Going against Vanderbilt, like you said, little brother, um, we just need to go in there and handle business. You know, I think we don't need to put too much thought into last week. I think we just snap and clear. That's what we used to say when we were at Tennessee, snap and clear, move on to the next game. Um, I think it's going to be more of a mentality and more of a character character game for us, if anything. Um, going against the Vanderbilt team that's obviously feeling good about themselves, coming off two SEC wins. Not sure when the last time they did that. But just, I think we have to go in there and assert our dominance and assert the strength that we've we've shown all year. TK, this week in practice, I'm sure it was very much a you know a, a reality check, wake up, snap out of it uh, as a leader on a football team on the practice field in the locker room. Kind of, how would you have approached a week like this to where, man, you just dropped one last week that was horrible, but you still have another game, and in fact, this this is the last game of the regular season. This might be the last game you play in, or this might be the last. Um, you know, obviously until next regular season in a bowl game. How would you have approached this week, this past uh, week of practice? Well, yeah, Eric, I think this is where your your leaders step up. It shows the true character of the team. Uh, you know, it's that snap and clear mentality that Malik talked about, and um, they've got to realize that Vanderbilt, even though they've won two games in a row, this is what they look forward to. 
Um, this makes or breaks their season. Um, and now that they're, you know, if they win, they become bowl eligible, I believe, um, makes it even more of a mission for them to to beat Tennessee. So I think it's the snap and clear. We have one more game left for, you know, some people, this is their last regular season that they'll play in the orange and white. So um, I think it's realizing that, realizing that we got to, you know, put our mark down and make sure that we come out with the win. You guys played a lot of big time football games. Um, you know, some mean more than others. Now, you know, typically Vanderbilt's been down, um, but Vanderbilt is an in-state team. A lot of a lot of players from the mid-state area, you know, that means a lot more for them. But Vanderbilt's a team you just don't want to lose to. Malik, what, what does the Vanderbilt game kind of mean to you back when you played and to, to you now? Um, so it's actually funny because I was I was committed to Vanderbilt um before I decommitted and went to Tennessee. And I remember seeing a young Todd Kelly Jr. on my on his visit whenever he came. Uh, so, you know, the Vanderbilt game, um, you know, for me, it's always been personal. Um, decommitting and then committing to, you know, Tennessee, obviously, there was some a little bit of tension between me and the, uh, the coaching staff over there. So I've always wanted to kind of put my, my stamp, my foot on Vanderbilt every time I played. So it's, it's, it's the same mentality. Um, you know, Vanderbilt is a team where you've got a bunch of guys that, think they could be at Tennessee um, or wish they were at Tennessee. So you have that, you have that little tension. Um, so, you know, for me, it's always just been about uh, putting the team that's, that's, you know, in the mid state kind of keeping them there and, and, and making sure they know that, you know, we're the big brother, of course. TK, you know, East Tennessee born and raised, right? I mean, you, you're born here, raised here, went to school here, you reside here, you're an adult now. What does Vanderbilt mean to you whenever Tennessee plays Vanderbilt, whenever you play Vanderbilt? Yeah, I, I saw Malik on my visit uh, to Vanderbilt. He was a committed time. And um, just going on campus, you know, I got the power T on my chest. Oh, that's the wrong side. The power T on my chest. And, um, you know, I had they had the power T upside down everywhere, man. Um, so, you know, they hate Tennessee. And Malik mentioned it, you know, most of them don't get scholarship offers to UT. And it's in the past, it's, you know, we've beat down on them year after year. And, uh, you know, hopefully that's how it's going to be the next couple of years. And I think we, we lay it down with the foundation of, you know, tonight's game, giving it to them, hitting them in the mouth for 60 minutes. Um, I know that's what we wanted to do on a consistent basis. And uh, I, I think everybody saw, you know, Haddon out there talking last weekend. It's going to be a lot, a lot of chatter out there between, you know, Vandy and Tennessee, just because those guys want to, talk as much trash to Tennessee as they can. But I think if we just focus on the game, uh, the task at hand, then, you know, we'll get the job done. In the spirit of Kamal Hatting talking so much trash, and it was literally every snap, uh, especially in the fourth quarter, which one of you two was the bigger trash talker back when you played? Whew. Uh, that's a good question. That's a great <laughs> question. Um, I've seen TK give some people the business sometimes out there. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely seen it. Um, me, I can only speak for myself though. I um I was never a big trash talker. I just say little things here and there. Um, so I'll probably have to give it to, to give it to TK, whichever way I'm you wear that TK. Is that you? Man, I uh I had to hold it down in the back end, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I used to even have to hop in there for my boys, uh, you know, just because uh, one team, one unit kind of thing. So yeah, I talked here and there. We, we used to have fun in practice, too. So uh, that's probably what Malik is talking about. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I, I did my talking here and there. But, you know, you got to make the plays, too. 
Yeah, you got to make the plays, and uh, Tennessee's going to be trying to make some plays tonight against Vanderbilt. You guys mentioned, um, or Malik, you mentioned a moment ago, you know, Vanderbilt, it, it's it's rolling with confidence right now, and it should. I mean, is Kentucky and Florida, you know, good this year? They're not great, but, you know, those are I, – I don't remember the lines, but I would assume that Vanderbilt was probably a, you know, double, you know, point dog in that game. But, you know, took down Kentucky, went out way ahead of Florida and, and held on for that win – how is it, you know, it, this is going to be Vanderbilt's Super Bowl. It's going to be senior day. They are fighting for bowl eligibility. How do you kind of channel all that and, and really just kind of block it all out and go and play uh, your brand of football? Yeah, um, you know, Vanderbilt, oh, so Vanderbilt coming off those two wins is, gonna, is, is huge for them. Uh, it's a great confidence booster. Um, and, you know, if I were in the locker room gearing up to play those guys, I think the main thing I'd be focused on is just myself and what I need to do. If everybody's doing their job for 60 minutes, we handle this team like we've handled the teams in the past. Um, that's not to say that they're not a good team, that we don't respect them at all. Um, I feel like we have to, you know, I guess strap up a little bit tighter with them just in terms of them having the more confidence, being at home. But overall, we go in there and play 60 minutes of our football. They can't beat us. I don't care who's taking snaps. I don't care who's running the ball who's catching the ball, if Tennessee plays Tennessee brand football and goes in there and kicks little brother in the mouth like we always do, we'll come out with the win, no question. You guys think it's going to be more orange than black and gold or whatever today? <laughs> Man, uh, I was looking forward to that checker. What's their stadium called? I don't even know. I don't think anybody knows. It should be Commodore Stadium, I think. It should be called Neyland because <laughs> he has that thing packed out most of the time. But Neyland Jr., uh, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be orange in there. and There's a lot of fans that represent in Nashville as well. But, um, you know, Vandy's going to come. Vandy's ready. Um, no question about it. I think, uh, you know, them seeing us take an L last weekend probably inspired them some more. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, you know, we're not going to – they're not just going to hand it to us. And so that's one thing that I think the team has to realize, um, especially after coming off a loss. Um, because we kind of played like South Carolina was going to hand it to us, which they didn't. They they hit us in the mouth. Um, so it's about going out and, and taking what's yours and not worrying about a spread, not worrying about how many points you score, but but winning the ball game. Malik, how do you defend a uh, a dual threat quarterback in terms of you know they can they can do a little bit of everything? You know, last week at South Carolina, you had. Spencer Rattler, who was playing out of his mind, you know, even I mean, Tennessee gave him a few things, but I mean, he was fitting balls into tight windows, throwing on the run. I mean, that was a Spencer Rattler that we saw in Oklahoma, you know, back in 2020, to be completely honest. Um, but this weekend, Mike Wright, I mean, he's not that type of quarterback, but he's a dual threat, can run some RPOs. You know, you're not going to, oh, I, well, I brought up Spencer Rattler. They played their offense, but then they would take him out and they'd run the Wildcat, bring in Joyner and run the Wildcat a little bit. With a guy like Mike Wright, he can do a little bit of everything. They won't have to do that. Um, what's the challenge in defending a quarterback like that where he can always run, um, you know, the option's going to be in play a little bit, and a guy that can make you pay if you're uh, if you're being lazy or give up your gap integrity? Yeah, um, I, I would say, you know, when you're dealing with dual-threat quarterbacks, um, especially like Wright, you have to make him be a quarterback. Um, I think I, I think the, the test is really going to be in our D-line, our linebackers, to shut the run down and really put pressure on him in those situations. And when our defense locks up in the back end, make sure we get home. Um, Spencer got – he got away with a couple on us, and I think that if we just got home a little bit sooner, we would have 
we would have easily executed on those plays and, and got them on the ground. But, you know, our brand of football is get to the quarterback, lock up in the back end. And I feel like if we make right be a quarterback and not let him get, you know, third down scurries and get the first downs that we were letting Spencer and, and South Carolina get, then we easily we shut that down. Um, third down stops are going to be critical. And then just stopping the run in general. Saw like a couple of weeks ago with Missouri, they started kind of stretching Tennessee's defense with the lateral run game, the jet sweeps and the motions and all that. And, you know, that was a point of emphasis for South Carolina as well. And I saw Wesley Walker on several occasions come down, attack the blocker the right way, maintain outside leverage, and then force it back inside. But unfortunately, there wouldn't be a linebacker. There wouldn't be a safety. No one's coming over to make that tackle. Um, how important in, in a lateral running game kind of like that? When it's forced inside, I mean, how important TK is is your backside safety and linebackers to to be over there and and, and to play a big part of stopping that run game because that was something that Tennessee kind of lacked last week. Well, it's huge. Um, gap integrity is everything, and I think you know you need to um, be in your gap and stay in your gap. I think the game has evolved where you've got these athletes that are coming, you know, running reverses and getting tosses and, and cutting it up and. I mean, you think of all the the greats, Eric Dickerson, Barry Sanders, uh, you know, the, the plays they would make was was because you're not, you know, in your gap and you don't have the integrity and they bounce back, cut back, and they're gone for 80. And I think that um, a lot of times if you're caught it out of your gap, these teams are so good now and, and coached up to know where you're supposed to be and if you're not there to, to hit that hole. So I think it's all about holding each other accountable. And like Malik said, doing your job. I think if everybody on the defense does their job and doesn't worry about making up for somebody else that isn't in their gap, uh, that, that's the key is to know where you're going to be, know where your teammates are going to be and, and do your, do your job. Malik, when you look at this season, kind of, you know, from a, from a bigger perspective and look at some of the options in the defensive backfield, it's not been great at points in times this season, but it, it has in other points in times. I mean, LSU was a great defensive effort. Um, Kentucky was a great defensive effort. I'm, I'm thinking of games that matter, of course, the Akron's and the Ball States and all that. Um, but it's been kind of a rotating door at cornerback because of injuries and stuff like that. What have you seen from that group, or, or maybe in a younger guy like a Danico Slaughter, maybe a Christian Charles, or a, a newcomer last year in Brandon Turnage that you kind of like about their game, and and what can they do? I guess as a group to, uh, you know, because all those all those guys are returning. What can they maybe do to take that next step for next year and to be even better after all this experience? You know, um, collectively as a defensive back group, I'm proud of those guys. I mean, every game that I watched, they were fighting hard, swarming to the ball, making plays in the back end. When you're playing defensive back, you're going to you're going to get got. You know, there's going to be times where you're going to give up a catch. You're going to give a big play. But I feel like our guys have really taken it personal to stop the guys that's in front of them, you know, and, and playing together, you know, if everybody's talking, communicating on the same page, everybody's believing in each other, believing that they're going to be covering their assignment. If the safeties aren't worried about the corners doing what they're supposed to do, if everybody's doing their job. I feel like we have a great defensive back end, you know, for the next three, four or five years. Um, I've seen so many plays, so many plays made, so many picks that I wish we would have been able to do, you know, Plays that we wish we have, I wish we were going to make whenever we were there, TK. Um, those guys have been playing, you know, lights out football. And, you know, sometimes you'll give a big play, you know, but I feel like the most – I'm more proud of those guys just playing together and believing in each other. You can see it 
and the energy. You can see it in the passion, the excitement, just how they are engaged with each other, how they're always picking each other up. If there's a bad play, patting each other on the back, if there's a good play, that, that group is, is as solid as anybody. And they've got a good leader in William Martinez. He was our defensive backs coach. He, um, whenever me and TK were there, and he's got those guys ready to play every week. You know, and despite what happened last week, I feel like they are more than capable of shutting Vanderbilt down and doing that for Tennessee for the next three or four years. Well, it just dawned on me, TK. I never even asked you earlier this season about Willie. Uh, tell, tell me some, maybe not stories, but tell me about Willie Martinez. Uh, yeah, that's exactly right. He coached you and or both of you guys when, when he was here. Now, mm-hmm. now he's back. How is Willie Martinez the coach? Yeah, he's awesome. Um, there's a reason why he's back. Um, he's been around for forever. He actually uh, was at Auburn when I was getting recruited and ended up coming to UT, staying home, and heard that he was going to be the defensive backs coach. So it's crazy how life works. Um, obviously, the Lord works in mysterious ways, and that worked out. But, yeah, now that he's back, um, you know, you think about all the guys that really coached, the the Cam Suttons, the Emmanuel Mosleys, the Rashawn Gardens. I mean, playmakers, right? And there's a reason that. You know, you said all these guys are coming back. Um, it's an opportunity to learn. It's an opportunity to grow and get better um, because this defensive backfield, they can only get better. They can only improve. Um, you know, I will admit we, we could be better this year when it comes to making plays from a cornerback perspective. But, um, you know, when Malik and I were there, we you know, we had some pretty good pass rushers. If I can remember correctly, we had a first-round um, draft pick. And so that, that, that helps. So uh, maybe if they can take – their D line out to dinner or something that would probably help out, but um, it, it's a collaborative effort and these guys give their all. And, um, you know, I hear comments about people getting beat or us giving up this many touchdowns. Um, you know, playing cornerback is not easy being on an Island. Um, neither is safety trying to fill gaps, being the run game also be over the top. And, you know, I think for the most part, we've got to realize we have the n- number nine ranked team in the country. And we have the capability to win 10 games um, this season. And that that's because of our defense as well and because of our defensive backfield. So Willie's great. He's awesome. Uh, he always brings the energy, man. And, you know, that's why Malik's smiling, because we definitely have a good one. We have a great staff. I think Heupel's put together an awesome staff. And, um, you know, I think it's going to show tonight. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I was saying earlier in the week. Um, I mean, obviously, what happened last week. I mean, that sucks. I mean, it was it was awful. You know, that's football sometimes, right? It just it it sucks because the the stakes where they were with the college football playoffs and all that. So I understand all that. But it, it, in retrospect, um, you know, playing cornerback in that football game, like it's like you just need one stop or whatever. So you guys have both kind of alluded to it. Um, Malik, when you get beat out there on an island, or when you give up a big play or miss a tackle or whatever. Um, I feel like cornerback is much like quarterback in terms of, man, you've got to have a short-term memory. I mean, what, what's that like just trying to get back up and, and go play again? Because I think the most important position in all the, all the sports is quarterback. I think the hardest position in all the sports is cornerback. And I, I, I feel like you guys would probably back me up on that. Yeah, most definitely. Quarter, cornerback and then quarterback are probably the two hardest positions on the field, um, just from what you said. It's, it's a lot on the mental and it's a lot on the physical. You're playing backwards the entire game. You're on every special teams that's, that, you know, that's playing. So you're having to rotate through that. And you're just having to keep your mental, you know, focused. You know, you're going to get beat. You're going to miss a tackle. You're going to make a bad play. But I think that, you know, the 
the mindset of, of Snap and Clear, what we talked about earlier, Snap and Clear onto the next play um, is, is key because a, a guy could get toasted all game and then have the game winning pick, take it to the house or end the game, and he's the hero. And the quarterback could go 0 for whatever and then throw the game winning touchdown pass, and you know, he's he's a hero. So it's all about mentality, and it goes across all the positions D line, um, receiver, running back. I just think that cornerback and quarterback are the two most highlighted. You're on stage, you know, you people are going to see you for who you truly are, and they're going to see like that person made that throw or that person gave up that catch. So taking that personal, having that personal mindset of if I get beat, I'll just make up for on the next play, you know, and that's why everybody can't be a quarterback in the SEC. Also, everybody can't be a corner in the SEC or in the NFL for that matter. It's it's hard. It's tough. So the mentality uh, that comes along with the physical demand is really what's going to keep those guys, you know, driven. TK, tell me this. Um, help me out here. I'm sure you, I'm sure at some point in time you play cornerback, but you never play corner at Tennessee. You're primarily just nickelback and safety, correct? Yeah, Nick Saban told me he wanted me to play corner, but uh, not here, not here at Tennessee. <laughs> so versatility is you know virtue. It's great to have. Like Danico Slaughter, he is not a cornerback. He's playing cornerback right now. I think he's played at pretty high level points and times this season. But he's a safety. He even said, I mean, he had those plays against Kentucky where he you know hit the hit the guy and it popped loose, led to a pick. He had an interception. He's like, yeah, I like playing inside the box. I like to hit people, <laughs> which is just hilarious because you know it was his first start and he made some plays. But anyway. The are there some guys that strictly just can't play corner, like they're just an in the box safety, or if pressing action, they could probably be out there, just wouldn't be as fluid. I guess what I'm trying to say is, are there some defensive backs that just can't play corner because of that unique skill set? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Malik mentioned it. I think from a physical standpoint, uh, you got to be fluid in the hips, you got to have speed, you got to be physical, you have to have all those attributes. and um, you know, I don't think every defensive back that we have should should play cornerback. Um, I don't really know where they would do that at any university. But um, I think, you know, me playing safety, for example, once I was equipped as a safety, um, I would look at them crazy if they tried to put me out there and, <laughs> you know, guard Mark Cooper one-on-one um, on an island. But uh, you let Malik do that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that, it's important to – I think the more things you can do, the better you'll be as a defensive back, um, you know, whether it's that star position or fill, fulfilling that safety role or going out there and being able to go on an island. Uh, it definitely takes a special person. And um, I think we do have some folks folks that can do that. But, uh, no, I, I like being being in safety and, and filling those gaps like Nico. I like coming downhill. <laughs> yeah, it's like some offensive linemen, it's great. Because especially in the NFL, like an offensive lineman, if you're the sixth – offensive lineman you're pretty much playing everything but there are some guys uh that you know simply just like Gerald Mincy for example I'm sure he could play right side but like he's a left side of the guy line tackle you know and so I just I, I wanted to ask I thought that was kind of kind of interesting there all right we got a lot more to come up we got about you know 15 more minutes or so Tennessee at Vanderbilt coming up later VFL's Todd Kelly Jr. Malik Foreman uh, they're going to join me here on the other side but quickly I want to uh, give a Special shout out to who makes this podcast possible, this game day VFL Players Lounge podcast possible. That is our good friends over at the Volunteer Club and Spire Sports. 
The game has changed and Spire Sports is here. With name, image, and likeness arriving, your Orange fandom can now be put into action. Visit thevolunteerclub.com and become a member. 90% of every dollar generated through the Volunteer Club, powered by Spire, will go directly to athletes to improve the student-athlete experience at Tennessee. It's not just about winning the next game. It's about next season. It's about the next generation. It's about the Tennessee legacy. Join at thevolunteerclub.com. That's thevolunteerclub.com. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back into the VFL Players Lounge. I am Eric Kane. As you watch at VolQuest.com and, of course, on the VolQuest YouTube channel, go ahead and hit that like button if you're watching on YouTube and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. That way more and more people can see this video before game time. This is the VFL Players Lounge brought to you by the Volunteer Club and powered by Aspire Sports. Got VFL's Todd Kelly Jr. and Malik Foreman on. All right, so Tennessee lost last week, and, and and more than that, you lost you lost your quarterback, and it's just such a devastating blow. It's the perfect example of how sports can be just so cruel, right? Um, you know, as soon as as soon as you saw him go down, you knew exactly what it was. Those non contacts, you've been around the game long enough, you knew what it was, and it's just so un- unfortunate. Um, Malik, for Hinton Hooker, man, what type of legacy does he leave, leave here at Tennessee? He's been here such a short time, but man, it's it's been good. It's been great. You know, Hendon's had a great career, you know, short, but, you know, amazing, legendary career, um, you know, took us to a point where a lot of Vol fans, Vol Nation did not think we would be for a while. And just to see the, the leadership and how the guys kind of followed him behind him and took on his same kind of cool, calm, collective mentality, it, it just speaks for itself. Um, it's funny because his parents, his dad was playing at North Carolina A&T when my parents were there. Um, so they remembered him, and um, it's just been cool to see, you know, him leave his mark, leave his legacy um, on Tennessee, you know, with him being there for, for a short period of time, just the impact um, from, you know, beating Bama, um, you know, being a Heisman favorite. You know, it's, it's, it, goes, it goes beyond the game of football when you talk about Hendon Hooker and the legacy that he leaves on Tennessee because you can see the way he talks, the way he carried himself, some of the stuff that he was – you know, intertwined with outside of football. He's just a good human being. He's a good guy. Um, and, you know, anybody that, you know, in that locker room behind him, you know, should take on that same mentality. And they did. And that's why we've been able to have the season that we've had. So, I mean, has off the hand. And it, it, it sucks because football 
it, it's, it's, it's part of the game. You know, you could be the same way. You could be going, you know, having a bad year and then something happened and you're the hero. You could have an amazing year and something like that happens. And now you're sitting on the sideline, watching your boys play. But I feel like Hendon's a guy that, you know, will be able to bounce back from this. He's got the, the strong mentality that you want to see out of a young kid. And um, I think the sky's the limit for him in his future. Yeah, I would agree. I, I think so too, man. He'll he'll have an NFL future. Um, you know, he'll uh he'll he'll make plans to to repair that knee and then get back into rehab and I don't know what the draft will look like for him now, but he'll he'll be in a camp one day or be signed and so I'm looking forward to to seeing what he makes of it, but you know TK it's a guy that you know does children's books and his story before he got to Tennessee also I'm not going to go into it, but it's really really unique. I mean, he's been through so much. Came to Tennessee when Jeremy Pruitt brought him. He gets ousted. All that's going on, and you're just sitting here. Josh Hoppel comes in. He watches him and the other quarterbacks practice 15 times. Go gets Joe Milton. Joe Milton's your starter. He goes down, goes in, and then the rest is kind of history. It helps speed up the program and the, a new coaching hire if you have a quarterback. And Tennessee had that in Hendon Hooker. It sucks so bad that he goes down and gets hurt like that. Uh, but, uh, man, I feel like because of what Malik said, beating Florida, beating Alabama – um, because of what he did in such a short amount of time, that's a name that's you know no Vol fan will probably ever forget. No, um, and my son, he's he's seven months, so that's the first quarterback that he's ever seen at UT. So the expectations are are doggone high. <laughs> uh, you know, I I think everything he's done for the program, uh, solidifying us as the number one team in the country. Um, I know there's some streets along the university that already have names, but I, I think he deserves one of them um, just because you think about what he did for this program. And um, I'm not always the biggest fan of the transfer portal, but uh, just to have this guy, he comes in um, from Virginia Tech and just embraces the Tennessee tradition, understands what it means to be QB1 for the volunteers, um, takes on the role of be being a leader and um, setting the tone for what this team is all about carrying himself off the field in the right manner. Um, the list goes on and on. And just to see him go down like that, uh, it hurt my heart. And, you know, I had a bad knee injury that ended up taking me out of the game. So if anybody understands, I get it. But I think that, you know, going forward, just for Vaughn Nation, uh, continue to support him, uh, continue to do anything possible just to make sure that he truly understands how much he meant to the program. Um, and it, I, I think it's crazy how the world aligns because him and Joe Milton had a really, really cool relationship. And to see Joe give him a hug while he was walking off the field, um, that's just so powerful. And that just shows you what it means to, to be a teammate, a friend, um, a brother. And to see him kind of pick up where he left off and have an opportunity tonight is, is very special. Dude, that, that picture, I'm going to find it here in a moment. I'm going to flash it up on the screen. Oh, my gosh. I know exactly what picture you're talking about. And powerful. Man, I mean, yeah, powerful, man. It'll, it'll make a grown man cry, like, goodness gracious. And it's so unique. I mean, this story's been talked and, and written about, and, I mean, it's been two years now. But, again, you go out and get Joe Milton to be your quarterback. He comes in. He starts the first couple games of the year. He goes down. You know, those guys become friends. They're roommates. They're, they coach up one another. I mean, they're brothers. And, whew, man, that's um, it's quite a story in itself. And, and he's the first one there to greet him and hug him when he comes off the field. Now it's Joe Milton time. Um. Just one game left in the regular season. There'll be a bowl game as well. Malik, what do you like about Joe Milton? Could this offense look any different with Joe Milton? What are you kind of your expectations for Big Joe here on Saturday? I've always been a big fan of Joe. 
Um, and I think, you know, for him going into this this last game of the season and then the ball game, obviously, he just has to go out and play good football. Um, he doesn't have to go out and be Superman. We have a great team. We have a great offense. He's got a great arm. The main thing I want to see from him is just composure and for him to show people that he can be, you know, that NFL caliber quarterback that people believe that he is. The arm strength is there. I just think if he can make some better decisions with the ball and put the ball on the money, um, more than he'll he'll be he'll be awesome. Um, I'm sure they'll run him a few times. Um, I, I'd like to see him run the ball here and there. I'm maybe on some you know some some scheduled runs. I think he's a great ball ball um, ball carrier. But also, I want to see him throw the deep ball. You know, I want to see him throw the the deep ball. I want to see him hit it on the money like he, like he did in the in the previous games whenever he's been in there. And the biggest thing um, for me with Joe is just how humble. And supportive he's been with Hendon in, in the whole situation. You know, when you're when you're a backup quarterback, you've always got that itch to be out there. You want to be the guy, but he's really showed some maturity and just you know being a good number two and supporting Hendon. And I think that you know the stage has been set for him to go out there and show the world that he can play as well. All right. So if you're watching on YouTube right now, I'm doing this in real time. I didn't plan on doing this, but I'm gonna try to try to put a picture up here. And it looks awful in terms of it's not to frame, but look at that picture, man. Look at his face. Golly, man. You can just see the hurt in Joe Milton's eyes there yeah. as, as he's hugging uh, Hendon Hooker coming off the field last week. So, whoo, powerful stuff. Uh, but yeah, it's Joe time. Uh, Joe Milton, Tennessee at Vanderbilt coming up later today. Um, it's it's kind of weird, man, too. Uh, you, you're down to one scholarship quarterback, which is not great because, of course, Hendon's down. Taven Jackson has a uh, broken collarbone. Um, you have two uh, guys that are there every day, walk-ons and Navy Shuler and Gaston Moore who can come in and play if needed, but uh, might want to be protective a little bit. But then in the end, like you got to win this football game. you got to burn the ships as well. So I think Joe Milton will come in and, and kind of run this offense. All right, got a couple minutes left here. TK, I've asked you this before, and please add to the conversation, but I do want to direct this to Malik. Man, as a VFL, um, you know, watching over the last couple of years, it's not been great. How much pride do you have in your program right now with where Tennessee is in year two, I know last week sucked, but you know, number one in the college football playoff rankings a couple weeks ago, number one in the country, still top 10, nine and two right now, a chance to win 10 games in the regular season for the first time since 03. Uh, how are you liking what you've seen so far this year in Tennessee football? Man, I've, I've loved every second of it, you know, to see the guys bounce back from, from the past that we've, you know, come off from has been amazing. Um, just the season, all the wins, the wins against Florida, the win against Bama. I was there, the win against LSU at LSU, just kind of blowing them out the water in their home stadium. It's just been so awesome to see those guys play good football um, just after the past that we've had. And I think that, you know, the momentum and the the energy is only going to carry on from here. You know, it's been – I've been very proud, you know, as a, as a former VFL, as a former guy that, that loves Tennessee, from Tennessee – to see those guys really go out there and give their all for their state um, and for their team. And it's, it's just been amazing. You know, um, I'm hopeful that we'll continue this success, you know, but who would have thought we'd be here, you know, when, when the beginning of the season started, you know, I forgot who, I, I forget his name, but somebody had us going 10 and two on sports on the SEC network. Beginning of the season. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was, it was him. And, Everybody in my office was like, you think we can really do that? You think we can really do that? And I was like, of course we can. You know, we, we, we've always had the talent. We've always had the ability. But, for, but to see us really, you know, hone in on who we actually are 
and go out there and get those wins and have the season that we have. I've just been proud of those guys. It's been awesome to see. TK, you want to add anything to that, man? I know I've asked you this before, but I mean, again, there's been more wins since and more big moments since uh, since last we spoke on this. I mean, the the progress that Tennessee's made in year two with Josh Heupel, it's been pretty incredible. It's been unreal. Um, you know, just the fact that we're upset that we're not making the college football playoff, right? Yeah. Uh, as the majority of your your Tennessee fans. I mean, they'll look at you like you're nuts. <laughs> um, and those same fans are, you know, upset because we're not going to the college football playoff in Hypo's second year as a head coach. So I think um, that's one thing I love about Vaughn Nation is, you know, we want to be on top. And uh, a lot of those fans realize that we've been on top before and, and that we're back. Um, I think Jalen Hyatt, after the Alabama game, when he was getting interviewed around all those fans that rushed the field, I mean, he said, balls are back, you know, balls are back. And um, that really hit home for me just because, you know, like Malik, I grew up here as a ball fan and had the opportunity to play for the University of Tennessee. And now I'm on the other side again as a UT fan. And all I can say is, wow, you know, we're still a top 10 team um, dominating for the most part in the SEC other than last weekend. And, uh, you know, I think just the pride as a former player and, having an understanding that, you know, we're, we're in the talks of being the best team in the country and are bringing in the athletes that we need to bring in to, to be the best team in the country. Mm -hmm. um, that's what it takes, and and that's what I love. So I've got this on my chest for a reason, and, uh, you know, I'm super excited where this program's headed and, and where we're going. All right, we've reached the end of the podcast. Going to do uh, two things we do every single week I once a bold prediction on today's game, Tennessee Vanderbilt coming up tonight, seven 30 on the sec network. So your bold prediction Malik can be whatever you want it to be. It can be five touchdown passes from Joe Milton. It can be two picks from Trayvon Ooh. flowers, whatever you want it to be. So I want a, a bold prediction and a score prediction as well. We'll start off with TK. We'll, we'll give you time to think about it, Malik. Okay. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I'm going to ride with my boy Joe just because it's his time to shine. And, what better moment um, after the loss last weekend to step up, kind of show that, hey, I've been here and waited on this opportunity. Uh, so I think he's going to do well. I think he'll throw and run for a total of four touchdowns, four total mm -hmm. touchdowns for, for Joe Milton. And then my score prediction, which obviously has to add up to those four touchdowns and then <laughs> some. Uh, I've got UT 45, Vanderbilt 17. All right, Tennessee 45, Vanderbilt 17, four touchdowns from Joe Milton. Malik, what do you got? I'm gonna uh I'm gonna go a little bolder. I've got Joe throwing for five touchdowns. Um, I think he slings that thing. I think he throws two bombs that are just the best balls we've ever seen, you know, in the history of Tennessee. And then he's got some, you know, some other passes as well. But yeah, five touchdowns for Joe throwing in the air. And, you know. I've got to be. I've got to be real, man. I've got us going forty-two-three. You know, forty-two-three against those boys. Wow. We beat the brakes off of them. We put them in their place as the little brother that they've always been, and that they always will be. So that's my that's my prediction. Eric, I thought you were going to say good, like a good bold predictor, man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say like forty-two-thirty or something. I feel like forty-two-three. Wow. But yeah. hey, it's possible. And, and on that note, for Joe and five touchdowns. You know, Vanderbilt, it's it's improved in year two. It's improved a little bit offensively. Defensively, it has not. Um, they're allowing 303 yards passing a game. And so 
hey, there'll be some opportunities there for Tennessee and some opportunities there for Joe Milton. Guys, appreciate it. Hey, um, it's been a whole lot of fun. Uh, 40 minutes flies by Malik. Good good meeting you. Good talking with you, man. And uh, please come back, TK. As always, man, appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Malik Foreman and Todd Kelly Jr. VFLs right here on the VFL Players Lounge. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in this season. Uh, every single game day right here on VolQuest.com and the VolQuest YouTube channel. We'll be back for the bowl game, don't worry, but it's been a whole lot of fun. Nice little project here. The VFL Players Lounge presented by the Volunteer Club and powered by Spire Sports. It's Tennessee and Vanderbilt coming up tonight, 7.30 on the SEC Network. VolQuest underscore on three, the General's Quarters and at underscore Kaner. We've got you dialed up and ready to roll all night long for continual coverage. Check out VolQuest.com and uh, we'll see what Tennessee's got in store tonight for the regular season finale in Nashville. Tennessee and Vanderbilt coming up tonight at 7.30. Enjoy your game day, everybody. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.